Action Park Media. Welcome back to Entertain Her. I am Sarah Sanderson. I'm Erin Coscarelli. Hey guys, I'm Zulai. And Erica got taken down. <laughs> oh my God, poor E-Dog. Our Erica episode, got COVID. I know our last episode, oh. she's like, I'm not going to get it. I'm going to not get it. I'm the last one. She went down. You guys, it's getting everyone. Be safe out there, you know? Safe, yeah. Be safe. Um, all right. We have an exciting episode today. We have a somatic healer. Uh, her name is April. She's amazing. Um, I can't wait to share or have her share what she does with you guys. And if you don't know what that is, stay tuned because you shall learn. It's a really amazing work that she does. So it's the gym for your soul. Was that what you would say? The EQ gym, right? For your brain. For your, for your brain. brain. Okay. Yeah. Not your soul. You got to work out those biceps, <laughs> but also the brain once in a while, you know? Yes. Oh, Zula, you weren't here. Um, we had a request that it should be a woman's voice doing the wind down, but I kind of really? like the man's voice. What do you think? Oh, that's interesting. I mean, I think I like the guys, but I could, if, who has a great voice? Why don't, we, why don't we each week do it on our own? And then maybe the audience can vote which one should be permanent. I'm out because I don't even. <laughs> Zula is like, like, I take myself out of that. I am out of the running. Thank you very much. <laughs> All right. I'll just well, be for twisting today, my hair. <laughs> for today, we will let Kevin Dillon take it away. Get ready for the wind down. Victory. Thank you, Kevin. And we will uh, figure out what is to come uh, with that wind down saying um i have a quick one i just i did my maternity shoot yesterday which i was worried about when to book that because you know your face starts getting pretty fat and retaining a lot of water towards the end of pregnancy and so everyone's like you better do it before you your face blows up and i'm like why well, I, I don't know when that's gonna be so i didn't think my face blew up but then i saw some photos and i'm like Oh my God, my face is definitely a only you bigger. see it though. Only you I, see it. I you look stunning in all those pictures. You look like you should be on the cover of Vogue magazine. Oh, well, true. Thanks, Zulai. I Thank mean, you. those dresses were insane. The photographer's great. Your hair, makeup. Who did your hair and makeup? You look beautiful. Uh, I'll give you their names. They were some of Vanessa's team, but beautiful. they did it. And then uh, the other dresses were the photographers. So it was a super easy shoot. But I got to say, I haven't done a shoot in a while. It was three hours, which doesn't sound like a lot of time. But, oh, my feet. Like, they started swelling. I mean, and then you're in these positions, like my back. Like, I just was like, oh, man. You know, I've talked about I got signed with that um, agency for for pregnant modeling. And now I'm like, I don't know that I want to book a shoot because those are like eight hours. So if I can't handle three, I don't know how I can handle a shoot shoot. So how it was, was tough. Did Doug take pictures with you? How was that? Oh yes. Doug did. Um, Doug, you know, Doug was Doug. He doesn't like taking photos. Uh, he likes having the photos, but it's not taking the because photos. You are the opposite. You're like, I want to time capsule everything. <laughs> yeah, no, he uh, came, you know, I did a couple of looks and then he came and we shot him out pretty fast, but he also isn't, shot him out. <laughs> yeah, he isn't a model. You know, he's never like, I was like, oh, you've ever done any modeling, Doug? He's like, no, but the photographer would say, okay, you know, kiss her forehead. And he would really quick just go and then look back at the photographer. <laughs> like he wasn't, <laughs> he doesn't know to like hold it. And she was like, can we do it again and hold it? So then you would do it again hold it for like maybe a second longer and then look back at the photographer. Oh, or if I wish I had been a fly on the wall for that. If she's saying, you know, smile, he, his smile looked horrendous. Like, cause he's not good at, he's not good at faking it. Like if he's not in the mood for doing something, he's, he's not, not an me. actor and it, it, you can tell. So we'll see how those photos turned out. <laughs> but uh, He wasn't, oh, he maybe, wasn't in on it. Maybe he needed to ground himself before he absolutely needed to ground himself <laughs> we are plugging in our uh somatic therapist who's going to come in because aaron's had a uh session with her and knows the lingo i can't wait to listen to her yeah. and to learn um i wind down really quick i um 
I went to New York this week for a few days and had the most amazing two magical, magical two days. I walked around. I ended up, my hotel ended up being um, right next to the night, well, right walking distance from the 9-11 memorial, which um, was very, you could feel a very, the kind of energy that you feel that people respect this space. Mm. Like it was very uh, clean, but it was like people, when people were walking, it was just very, it felt very quiet and it felt, it was really beautiful and really majestic. Like it's grand. Um, so I, I had a wonderful time doing that. I spoke in a panel in front of, I don't know, 60 ad advertising executives. And yeah. <laughs> I have to tell you, I um, I was really proud of myself because I'm not great. I've always said to myself, I'm not great at public speaking, but that day I remember just telling myself I was really nervous and I walked into this building on Broadway and it's just like so big and it's an advertising company and I'm there and there's all these people that are obviously, you know, really good at what they do and really, you know, and here I am talking about Modern Muse and I just remember telling myself like, you know what Modern Muse is, you know what the mission is, tell your mission and and, and do it in a way that is going to capture their hearts because that's what you want to do with modern muse. It's like the mission is about creating space for Latin women. And it was, it ended up being really amazing and really beautiful. I got a lot of um, good feedback afterwards. I then had dinner um, at this wonderful place called Zuma. It's sushi. Uh, It's on uh, Oh my God. Why am I blanking out on this? But anyway, if you're in New York, there's a brand new or new ish, restaurant called Zuma New York and it's amazing sushi it's like two floors it's like the, the energy is very uh sexy and dark and mm. moody and oaky and it was fabulous I had so much fun and then I flew back two days later I missed my baby it was amazing I had a just a, a great business trip and that even makes me so happy to say like I was in town for business on modern news and it's just a testament to the fact that my company's growing and I'm really excited. Really quick, Sulai, because you were on the last episode. Um, Connolly was talking to Doug the other night. Yeah. And I said, Oh, is Kennedy in New York or is she with you? And he goes, Kennedy is in her room. <laughs> and, and and Doug went, You have Kennedy alone? He's like, oh, yeah, man, we had this great little day. We went to the coffee shop and we went to all these places. And and then he goes, Doug, Doug, it's not babysitting when it's your own kid. Like Zula needs to go to New York for work. All right. I'm going to take over like and I love it. And and Doug just his mind was blown. He couldn't believe that Kevin was doing all this. Kevin wanted to do it. And you know what? I'm ha- I'm very proud of Kevin. He it's not even something to be proud of. Like it is. That's the truth. It's like he's not babysitting. He's being a parent. He's being a dad. Um, I did say to him, you know, if you want, if it's if you have like a big workload, my mom, she can come stay at my mom's for the night. And he said, no, I'm I'm, I'm excited. They went on Aww. dates together. Ah. I would FaceTime them and Kennedy would just wave like she was perfectly happy. He also said you FaceTimed them and Kennedy took the phone and walked into the other room and was having a private conversation. Like, with held you. the phone <laughs> to her ear. And I was like, she's like, yeah, but I and I'm like, yeah, man, I'm in New York. And she's like, right up with that, like talking on the phone. <laughs> this baby is so funny, Sarah. You're gonna, you're in for the best mm. time. It's gonna be amazing. I'm excited. Yeah. Well, Baron, what's going on? You looked gorgeous, Z. Uh, and we all missed you. And it's so good to have you back. And hopefully mm. we'll get E-Dog, the full cast. Uh, next week. Um, my wind down's pretty boring. I, uh, you know, when you start getting older, you need to go get those checkups. And Ooh, um, yep. I finally penned an appointment with the dermatologist. I'm like, all right, I'm getting up there. I need to check and see if my Irish skin's got any precancerous stuff. So I did a full eval. My doctor, this, this woman who is amazing with purple hair, Okay. This dermatologist, I won't give away her name, but she, uh, she scanned my body. I got into a, uh, whatever those gowns are called. And, um, 
she said, I'm good, guys. No cancer. So there were a couple of spots on my back that I was worried about. She checked my scalp, cancer-free. And uh, for all of those listening, PSA announcement, just get your, just get checked. You know what I mean? You got to get checked. Like I know somebody who's my age and had melanoma and had thought it was actually, you know, it's interesting too. I think Khloe Kardashian was just talking about, um, I saw that. Yeah. Something on her cheek that she thought yeah. was a zit or like, uh, and it became, a, it was a tumor. It was a cancerous or precancerous tumor. So you know, it's not fun to do any of those things, but, um, you know, getting checked once, once in a while, I, I recommend my mom had breast cancer when I was young too. So I get mammograms and ultrasounds literally every six months. I'm so proud of you. And I'm so happy that you have peace of mind over that. Thanks babies. I got, I I got my moles checked. I got my moles checked last week. And <laughs> I got a uh, mold check last week. It's trendy. Yeah. It's trendy. They, thing. You got to do it at least once a year. And I, mm-hmm. I have had two where she had to go. Mm, I don't like that one. And yeah. she's taken it. And then one where it had like the precancerous cells mm-hmm. and they had to do a little bit more uh, digging around it in stitches. And so thankfully I was having that checked, but my grandfather actually died from melanoma. Mm-hmm. He had had um, a mole removed in his shoulder. And I don't know exactly why, but they didn't get it all. And I don't know how they didn't catch that. And it's slowly, cause it's a very slow cancer slowly spread throughout his whole body. And then he ended up dying from that like 30 oh. years later. Um, wow, because I've they never just kind of caught it. You absolutely, it's so easy. It doesn't mm-hmm. hurt. They just look over your, your body. She just checks moles and then certain ones she looks at. And then certain ones she's like, write this number down. And she watches to see if it grows. Yeah. Cause this is growing. Absolutely. Get that check. Cause that's also yeah. dark. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably fine, but it's better. It's, totally, now. Fine. it's yeah. totally fine because you can just get it removed. But I think it's so slow. It's mm, a slow, yes. slow growing cancer, but you just have to catch it and you have to right. monitor it. So just definitely. This is why I love checked. the podcast. We learn. I learn so much every week. I love this podcast. I really yeah. do. And look, you know, we have an amazing guest coming up. I'm so excited. I think what I love most about this podcast is I hope that it is, if it inspires us, it's, you know, hopefully going to inspire you guys at home and, and, uh, in April, this woman, she is, is really remarkable. So I've seen her. Um, and I think you guys will find her really interesting. So I'm excited. This might be my favorite episode to date because you know how I'm all about the personal development. I am all about the personal development. I met a woman named April Wickstrom maybe about two months ago. She is the founder of EQ Gym. You know how you go to the gym for your body? Well, this is all about your mind, all about your brain, all about your emotional intelligence. And I had the good fortune of taking a somatic therapy session with this woman during this, you know, challenging time of my life. And, um, I will just say she has healing powers. She is probably one of the most well-known somatic therapists in Los Angeles. And we get to speak with her today, April Wickstrom. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you doing? Hey, thank you for having me. That was a sweet introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, April. Welcome. Welcome. Hi. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm honored to get time with you because, um, I've told, uh, the ladies about you, uh, respectively, and they've all asked a lot of questions and it is kind of interesting what you do as a somatic therapist. And there's probably so many more things that I'm not even saying correctly. So why don't I just, as they say in football, hand the ball off to you. What exactly do you do? Because you work with a lot of titans in the industry, a lot of creatives in the industry, a lot of, you know, um, high performing people in the industry that have probably a lot of the same things all of us have, which I feel a lot of stress, a lot of burnout, a lot of emotional roller coaster yo-yo, you know, what exactly do you help people heal with? <laughs> I love that question. I don't know. I don't know what I do. I wish I actually did know what exactly I'm doing, but it's so intuitive and it's also a collaboration with the client. And, and also I've had a hard time, like for a very long time, knowing what to call myself 
because yeah it's, it's in a way somatic and I used to be uh, an executive coach and that was very mental and somatic is very bodily healing for me it feels a little bit or sounds a little bit disempowering for mm-hmm. someone else I need to heal I need I mean my mm-hmm. ego could say that right mm-hmm. I I need you need me <laughs> to heal yourself um so so that, that have always been a little bit off for me to say that I'm that I'm a healer even if there is a healing happening in the session I wouldn't say that I am I am the healer because the client the client also needs to be open for that so mm-hmm. it's it's 100% so, collaboration so how would you best categorize your are you leading just by what your intuitive nature is telling you about the person you're leading them into a mindset shift or how do you best categorize that? Well, it's basically in, in the somatic session is I take the client into a brainwave. Like now when we are talking right now, we are in a beta brainwave. We are a little mm-hmm. bit up, you know, uh, but we want to come further down deeper down into the subconscious mind basically and, is that theta um yeah it's theta and theta. alpha and when you completely on the other side it's delta so we want to go as close to delta as possible because that's where all the juicy stuff is mm. basically so that's what i do i guide i guide with whatever technique that is calling at that session, it could be breath work, but it can also be a hypnosis. It could be uh, a meridian spots, like a press meridian spots. Mm-hmm. Whatever is calling at that, like for me at that moment, to take to take the client down, and then from there, it could be we could look for a trauma, look for something, or it don't have to be that either. It can just be there is something sits in the body, you know. Then that could just be a sort of like a press that point and then like the clients just start to tear up or cry because there was emotions there they don't always need to go up to the head for us to understand or make a story around it so what i'm as i'm hearing you i'm so intrigued how how do you differentiate this from reiki reiki is i mean all um they're all techniques and you can go and learn those techniques. Most people can do that. Like I can, we can all go and learn breath work right. techniques mm-hmm. or Reiki techniques, and then we can use them on other people. Uh, but the work of coming from the intuition is basically mm-hmm. something else is telling you that might be Reiki. Mm-hmm. Yeah? Okay. Uh, uh, because that's what is needed for that, that person, or it could be a mix. I think that's actually the more, purest and most honest way to like okay I'm, i i'm gonna work with your subconscious and if i'm gonna do that in in the best way possible my subconscious is gonna work with your subconscious or my so that was heart- my question when you first brought this up because that was my question weeks ago when we talked about when i asked you Erin, okay so what is the different difference between somatic and reiki you're saying that in somatic healing or uh, in in reiki it's an energy pull that you would feel whereas with with what you're doing your your subconscious is getting a signal from the person so you're able to communicate with the person on another like is that is that what you're saying yeah oh my god that's i didn't know that like so we have a subconscious mind and then we have a, a a higher self right Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we have the mind in the middle. So uh, to work with someone, I connect with all those three within myself, and then I want to connect them in, within you. You know, so so for for me to work with your subconscious mind, my subconscious mind needs to be very very open or active. Otherwise, mm. I if I work with my mind, what's basically where the ego sits, then it's all about me healing you. <laughs> you know, uh, and that's a little bit. It's not the best way. That's probably workable in some ways, but maybe not uh, what actually helps most, I I believe. And I appreciate, I appreciate. Oh, go ahead, Sarah. Go ahead. I was just going to say, how did you come into this? Like find that you had this gift? Uh, did someone help you discover this talent? Because I mean, that's not something that just everyone can do, I'm assuming. <laughs> 
I think so. I mean, for, um, I wish there was someone gave it to me. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think um, because my first, my first one between 20 and 30, I worked in fashion and I was very, and I burned myself out uh, doing that. And I was always very sensitive and that was, I suffered from being sensitive. Mm. Um, and then it took me a lot of time to realize, okay, this sensitiveness is like me actually being super open to your energies. Mm. I can read your emotions. I can read, I can read you. Okay. So that's actually, that is instead of suffering from that, I need to be in this, in the right industry for that. <laughs> basically. Oh, that's, I love that. Uh, April. Does that, I, I, oh, sorry. I have one more question about yeah. that and then you can transition. Sorry. No, go. Really, I have so many questions. It. Would you, would you say that you're an empath? Yeah. hundred percent. Oh my God. I, I don't know that I am, but I feel like I can, I can align with a lot of people's like, I understand when, when people are like coming from a dark place, like I can feel that, but I don't know yeah. that. I don't know if that necessarily qualifies me as an empath, but I've always found that so interesting. Like your ability to connect on a human level with people that you don't, you may not even know, like you yeah. said, just working in the fashion industry, just going on about your day at work. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, I, I, I think you're an empath if you can feel other people's feeling without them telling them mm. you, you, you feeling other people. And yeah. what I've learned, one of my biggest lesson is if we go out in the world or out in the city or outside our house and being very um, sensitive or um, open or empathic, uh, and we're not grounded we take that on like we mm. very very quickly become other people's emotion then we start to work with that as they were our own it's like oh i feel anxiety but it's maybe not and it's not much. ours yeah so if we are grounded if we're really really grounded however that looked like for us and we are very open at the same time we can go like into other people's emotions so we can feel other people's emotions then that we can use that very in a very very cool way but if we're not grounded we 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 go into the collective energy i believe i'm an hsp which is that is that different than an empath what does that mean hsp highly sensitive person and i think um i have that when you say grounded i think a lot of people may be listening and then I want to get into so many other things, but um, how do how do you recommend people to ground? Because you know this isn't this is a podcast about the entertainment industry. Yeah. There is a lot of people that are you know can be fake or can be opportunistic and reading their energy and you know narcissism and all of the things. Mm -hmm. I think grounding yourself is really important before going to the event before yeah. for me that's when I struggle like I used to think I was really socially but I think I noticed I have more social anxiety with regards to small talk like the hey how are you especially because my life's been a hot mess for the last 12 months um so how do you recommend your clients to ground themselves prior to like a big event or a big audition or a big meeting yeah that's like a good question because this is the difference from like being um, sensitive and, and not reading the room or just feeling the room. Mm -hmm. So if you ground yourself, that could be like, okay, so I'm going into this meeting or something with other people that somehow is important for me. Or, uh, and if I sit with myself first to recognize my own emotions, what do I actually feel right? What is mine? What do I actually feel right now? And if I already have other people's emotions because I've been in traffic or whatever, I can also mm. uh, let myself know that I'm sending those back, those energies, just by telling myself that. It's like I'm sending, I'm sending other people's energy back to where they belong and I'm taking back mine. This movement, like put your hand out and one hand on your heart can actually also work. Yeah, like that. And then when I go into my own emotions, what do I actually feel? Oh, I feel excited. I feel uh, happy. I feel uh, I feel like a sensation of uh, warm around my heart. 
Um, I feel um, nervous. Okay, that's my emotions. Now I'm going into this uh, room and suddenly I might feel super scared, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Suddenly I feel very anxious and very important how <coughs> those people see me, right? Then it's like, oh, that's not mine. That's there. So now mm-hmm. I can actually help the room instead. I can actually make, I can see what's needed in the room right now. So it needs to be like a layer here of... Um, and maybe that person just need a compliment to mm-hmm. not feel scared any, anymore or whatever it is, right? So we can use that wow. instead and put ourselves outside, outside of, of those uh, collective emotions. That's so empowering too, because I was feeling that. I was feeling recently like at a, at a function, this anxiety come over me and I was judging myself. And now realizing it probably wasn't me. It was yeah. the collective of other people helps shift that shame, that discomfort that we feel, that blame of like, come on, like you're supposed to be yeah. so good at this. Like, why aren't you more socially? It was literally, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie, I Love You Man with Paul Rudd, but that, <laughs> that was totally me. You haven't seen it, Sarah? No. You have I got, got to see it. Okay. It's with um Jason, what's his name? Zulai. Jason. Bateman. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Why am I thinking? Zulai hasn't seen it either. She's no, like, I have seen it. Like, yes. Basically, I'm gonna, I have seen it. Hold on. I, I love you, I man. Love, yes, I have seen it. I love you, man, is where Paul Rudd is getting engaged to his fiance or girlfriend, whatever. And she's super popular. He is not. And so he goes around trying to make guy Jason friends. Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel. That's right. And he tries mm. to make guy friends. And he's like, you know, when you just, you're responding really quick and you say the thing that like came out of your mouth and you're like, eh, that didn't come out the way I wanted to. And like, there's this awkward moment of like, the person just kind of feels bad for you because you said the weird thing that happened to me like a hundred times. So I have to laugh about it. But I love that strategy of grounding yourself because whatever I was absorbing as maybe an HSP and maybe an empath, I was putting out there with shame of like, God, can't you be smooth on your feet? Like he's, you've got to see the Paul Rudd character. He is hilarious. Aaron, first of all, I don't believe you for one second. I need to see you saying things that are not, (laughs) not right or appropriate because I'm sure you were charming and great, but I get that feeling. I always thought, I always said, oh, I'm a Scorpio. So I'm observant and I can read people is what I always thought. I didn't know. Because I feel like I'm pretty good at, at, you know, I I pick up on people's emotions and I'm not good with people have anxiety. I now have anxiety or people are sick because I'm a hypochondriac. All of a sudden I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to get sick too. Like I start picking up on that energy. But I think it's amazing what you do. Thank you. It's amazing what you guys do too. We all do amazing things in our, in our way, right? How do you understand, because then Aaron, you said you were feeling all these things and you then later thought it was like the collective emotion of the room. But I think it's important to learn how to differentiate what's yours and what's not. So that's like the exercise you just said. Is there ever a moment that you're like, no, I'm wrong. That's my own. Because sometimes you are feeling things that you're putting into the atmosphere that you don't recognize are yours. Yeah. It's so many layers to this because in one way, we always project because we are also one. So even like, ultimately, we want to help each other, right? Because that is good for that I mean, it's ultimately good for yourself to helping other people because we are one. So uh, uh, it doesn't matter in the end. It's like, okay, whose emotions are those? Because in this room, if I go into a boardroom or a business room or in this room, we're gonna we want to ultimately help each other out somehow. Um, but I just don't want to take take on what's yours and working with it as it was mine directly like uh, indirectly we are like <laughs> we want to heal the world so we are going to work with the collective energy and anyway you know but in this meeting i actually don't want to take this on mm-hmm. the, fear, the fear or the the low self-esteem that this person has i don't want to take that on and make that to mine because it's actually not mine 
Um, on your Instagram, the EQ gym, which I love, mm. I, I came upon this picture. It's, um, it's a black and white picture, a double-sided picture of you and the quote reads, which I found really fascinating. And I want you to talk about this a little bit more because this is it, the quote reads one part of me loves me and the other part hates me. Mm. Yes. Can you relate mm. to that? <laughs> I can. It's, I mean, I've never quite read it that way, but there is a part of me that has to find a lot of grace for the parts of me that I'm like, why are you that way? And why are you this? And, and it's like finding, um, forgiveness for all like the dark little parts of you that, you know, are there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what we call shadow work. That mm-hmm. is the definition. What you just said about shadow work is to the aspect of me that I wish didn't exist. Mm-hmm to learn, to accept them, and maybe also love them, you know? Wow. So, so um, and our system have created in a very like smart way in, a one, in one way is that because the thing that we don't like with ourselves, we have a deflect that away from ourselves. Mm-hmm. So uh, say that I'm an angry person, I don't like that because that was not uh, welcome when I was a kid. So I now take that angry part of me and push that away down inside of me somewhere. So I can't find it <laughs> anymore. Right. Uh, so and anytime I get angry, I feel super uh, shameful or guilty mm. or bad about myself. But I also, it's so far away from me. I put it so down deep inside of me. So I don't even recognize that I'm angry anymore. So I can go out to the world and say, oh, I'm a some person. I'm a meditation teacher and I'm not angry, right? <laughs> I'm not angry uh, because I'm not in contact with them. But then you ask my mother <laughs> or a close person to me, she would say, oh, that's not true. But I can't see it because I have... Um, let's see I said I pushed that aspect of me but it, in the shadow work we want to start to seeing that aspect it's like okay it's okay for me to be angry it's okay for me to have that uh, version of me and I'm going to bring it in I'm going to like I'm going to actually integrate more with it and start to understanding it and ultimately start to loving that part because it's that's a good part too what, what is the manifest like what are the things that you see in people that don't do the work or that are at least aware that they have this part of them that they've completely shut down like what manifests is it chronic illness like what are the things that you know in your in your expertise mm-hmm. that you know are things actual tangible things that you've seen manifest in people that I mean it's a warning sign I mean I think we, we could use this podcast also to or this episode to help us understand what we are exchanging for all of this hiding and what we're exchanging for not being authentic, even in our own personal life. That's a good, really good question. Um, well, when we, when we push something down an aspect of us, uh, it's, it's, it's stored somewhere in the body and that body part is going to start, um, um what do you call it like not working for us yeah (laughs) so it could be uh, a knee problem or a hip problem or a headache or you know it could be any any form that the body is like starting to communicate like i want you to see something that's one that's one way that's very very clear and if we don't listen to that it becomes bigger and bigger and bigger so that is it's a very like for me in my work when someone has a fish, something physical, it's very easy actually for me to like, okay, let's go into what. Oh, I'm going to come see you. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have any, do you I do. I, I do April. Maybe I have some lower back pain that I need to um, disintegrate in my body. And I actually spoke to um, Aaron about this and, you know, you've been on my list of people to contact. Um, you know, I had a baby 18 months, 17 months ago, and there have been some just things that have had that happened because of that, i.e. a C-section and just a lot of back pain that has happened since then. But I'm sure there's some emotional stuff going there, going on there too, that I can work on with you. So yeah, I would love that. But one more question from me, 
Because I just want to know, I, for example, you mentioned all those things with your body and certain parts of your body not working. So I read a lot of Louise Hay and Dr. Joe Dispenza, who are some of the people that, because I'm, I'm sure that you, this is like a constant study. Like it's a continuous evolution of growth and study. And so like, how do you, what do you do to stay like up to date and to stay really intuitive and to be the best at what you do? Mm. First of all, it's meditation. That's where the source of information comes from, you know, and that's how I go into my center to find my truth, to align. But it's also, I need to do that before every client. So I'm, I'm working from the right, right place. But what actually like have made my development most is uh, my ex-boyfriends and not not because, not because they gave it to me, but because of the pain in the breakup and then like how to what I needed to see at that point, like all the self-discovery that comes with like a breakup. Breakups are so transformational. They are. They are. They're, they're transformational. Like, yeah. And also in relation, I mean, relationship. I mean, every time I've been right. single, I've been feeling so great. but you don't develop that much being on your own it's when you go into a relationship and in the relationship and like all that it's that's like that's the when people come poking at all your little sore spots Mm. and you're like oh i don't like that yeah Yeah. right yeah Mm -hmm. you you said something earlier about how you don't know what like how you do what you do. You know who else says that is Meryl Streep. Oh yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. People say, how do you, how are you so good? How do you get into your characters? And she's like, uh, it just happens. Yeah. Like, it's like intuitive she's for her. I guess as well. Be- that's so interesting because I think actually that's the same. It's a form of sh- like a good actor is channeling, you know, they just open up the channels and then you just become that person. And then they don't think anymore. Because when right. you start, we start thinking the same thing with my work. When I start thinking, what am I doing? And what is this? <laughs> really? Am I like, if I, my head gets in the way, I lose it. Yeah. Hmm, that makes sense. April, I am so grateful we have, and I know we only have a couple more minutes with you, um, but you've helped me with awareness, you know, at your tea ceremony, um, with Melissa Keller, who is another like transformational yeah. female. And I deeply admire, I, I wish we could all do like an amazing women's event together. Yeah, that would be amazing. Um, but one of the things that came up for me during this tea ceremony, so they had us all lay down on a bed and it was a, a handful of people. Erica came with me and it was really crazy because they gave a non-psychoactive Melissa is a, um, an herbalist. And so they gave you like a non-psychoactive flower, uh, drop. And then they have us do some deep breathing. And you guys in that moment, when I was silent, I finally realized why, like my best friend was sitting next, was laying next to me. Poor thing too. She was like stressed out because she had not gotten COVID yet. And she, that we've, we've lost our, our fourth man. She's down with COVID. She's not feeling so good. Otherwise, Erica would be here too. But she was there at your event with me. And I did this deep breathing technique. And what came up for me was she reminded me of my dad. And I realized my women in my life, the women in my life are my father. Mm. And that came up during your tea ceremony that I was like, no wonder I have these women that can heal me. You know, when I trust and open myself up to them, they, the ones that I tend to gravitate towards are like my dad, like, you know, Mm -hmm. joyful, fun, you know? Yeah. So you are so transformational in in terms of what you do and um, your healing um, and just the enlightenment that comes with your work. And it's so hard. There is no box for you. We cannot put you in a box, but um, you know, we, we're, we're just, I just appreciate that you exist because there's a lot of us that are struggling right now and need your help. And honestly, to get time with you, it's not cheap. You're expensive. Like you are. And and I appreciate that you value your time 
And so giving us this time to shed light on what you do. And, and I know you don't want to call yourself a healer, but you helped me in our private one-on-one session and you put your hands over me and you said something and I'm okay with it, with sharing it. But you said you have a lot of sadness going on, you know, that resonated because <laughs> April, you want to tell everyone how we can find you. Um, what's next for you? Like, where do you see your outside of the beautiful things that you do? How do you plan on expanding? And do, how do you, are you word of mouth? Are you like, how do people find you? Well, I have this, um, uh, what I call the EQ emotional intelligence gym. That's mm-hmm. on online membership club. So for everybody to do an online session, a group session, and they, I have those two or three times a week and they are a little bit different, Uh, but they're all like, one is shadow work, more shadow work. And one is more light work. That's also like something we actually need to practice to like, how do I embrace light? That could be really, really hard for a lot of people, especially for a lot of people that have done a lot of shadow work. They can be stuck in like, Oh. like looking into the to to the pieces that is like a little bit uh, foggy and then not being practicing embracing all the good goodness in life um but so they are a little bit different the classes uh and that is actually cheap i would say that membership um, okay. and you can find that on my instagram or the website and then one-on-one uh, I do in in Beverly Hills where you were, Erin, mm. at that at that wonderful bed, cozy sleep spa place at Hastings. I love yeah. those beds. Yes, yes, they are amazing. They are uh, they are expensive too. <laughs> <laughs> do you have one? I'm sure. No, but I have I have a pillow. <laughs> oh, nice! I have, I have slippers. I have the slippers. <laughs> yeah they are amazing um yeah I love I love that I love that place it's very zen for me Mm -hmm. and it's um yeah it's also like you know it's a four hundred thousand dollar bed you will lay comfortable comfortably um (laughs) if you don't feel my healing you will feel the the bed at least um is it still at the location on Beverly yes okay nice yes love that and there I do one on one on one, and then me and Melissa, who you also know, Erin, we do retreats and mm. more full workshop with some other modalities that we're working with together. Like Melissa, she's in her herbalist, and we're using a lot of tea ceremony to get into pure awareness, actually, which is the brainwave that is above Gemma. There's like that we can like what you had in your experience Erin that you're like oh I see this I see it's a pure awareness I see how all my female friends remind me of my dad you get like I love that moment when we get so much clarity Mm -hmm. we're like oh I see my whole life why I did what I like why I have done this or why this is Mm -hmm. uh, coming to me like this Uh, I think the tea is really good at doing that to you uh, so we're working, me and her, we're working a lot together with those uh, uh, tea ceremony and uh, other ritual and something called family constellation, which is one of the best modalities I, I know outside of healing. I don't know if you know what that is. No, I don't. I've never heard of that. It's um, a little bit. Uh, uh, it's um, when you do inner child work inner child work is basically when we go back to the childhood and find a trauma and we can do that in a meditation I often do that you find that trauma and then you relive it so you start to really feeling it and then you're releasing it and then you change the memory Mm -hmm. so you you actually make up a whole new perspective on the on uh, on the memory and that actually serves your healing the family constellation work is when you take that outside of yourself. So in a group, I share my memory and then the people in the group is acting. They're actually channeling the characters Ooh. in the memory. And mm. when that happens, it's amazing. When that happens is 
either if you are channeling someone else, if you play someone's mother or whatever, however that can look like, it's not that you're acting like that person's mother. You are actually start to like becoming her. And for the person that is, we call it the seeker that sits with the memory, then having that they are seeing that playing out, it will like immediately go back in time. Um, or go, go back to that place and start to like release a lot of stuck emotions from that Ooh. from that event. And it's that sounds scary and intriguing and amazing all at once. It's so scary. It's so scary. It's scary for everybody in the room. Even if you are not the, the one that called the seeker, you can also be called up to act as that person or that person's whatever, whoever is in the constellation. Uh, but often, and, and this is also what I love about that work is, it's not only for the person with the memory, it's for everybody because there's something like if you play the mother, maybe you can re- relate to that person or, or that person seems like your mother or, uh, you know, it's so much healing for everybody at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. like, it's, it's breakthrough for everybody. It's, it's pretty. And that's called the, the family it's called constellation constellation work you can also do it with an event like six months ago like when this my uh, boyfriend broke up with me or like you can go Mm. oh my gosh i have a terrible on camera massive flub that i need to work through because i still carry it with me like a scarlet letter yeah so that is that's a good yeah yeah that would be great april I, I have a million more questions, but we do not have any more time. And you've been so generous with your insight, your compassion. Like, I, I love you so much. <laughs> so I love thank you. you too. Thank you thank so much you, for having April. me. Come and yes. see me, all of you. It would yes. be nice to do something with all of you in, in one go. Oh, that would yeah. be fun. Oh, yeah. I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, April, no, thank you. Thank you so we, much. We appreciate you, and uh, we will we will link uh, all the information about your amazing EQ gym. And yes, we all need to come see you. So we are looking forward to that. And uh, powerful, powerful conversation. And I think thank it's going to so help a lot of people. Thank, thank you. Bye, you. April. Thank you. I mean, she was amazing. That's great. We also in great love work. with her voice. <laughs> And also she was so, she, yes, she was so, um, like she wasn't fidgety. She was just calm and collected. She was still. And still. Because I am so fidgety. We all crush on her. (laughs) Yeah. And her accent was amazing. Um, All right. Let's get into Decanted. Take it away, Katie. It's time for Decanted. Kira, you got a question for us today? I sure do. Ladies, what is your favorite book? Ooh, can I go? Can I go? Can I go? Okay. First of all, the one thing I would recommend to everybody working on the personal development, it is an easy read. It is a fun read. It is a good read. The subtle art of not giving a fuck. That would be my starter book. That would be my starter book. If like a young, I mentor young girls, young women, if they are struggling with their own identity and like fitting into a very, you know, masculine male dominated industry, the subtle art of not giving a fuck by Mark, I think it's Mark Manson, something like that. It is a funny read. It is a good read. It is an entertaining read. Get your hands on that book. Have you guys read it yet? No, I haven't, but I've heard of it. It's a good, it's easy too. You're going to laugh at mine, but, and I haven't read it in a long time, but I got to say, I, I just love it. The Harry Potter series. The Sarah. reason, the reason, <laughs> hold on. The, let me tell you why. The reason that I love those books, there's seven of them. It, I love when something gets your imagination going and the way that she writes, you feel like I can see, even though I've seen the movies, but from the books, I can see, you know, everything, that, this whole world that she has created and I remember at certain points of reading like the whole series, I'm like, there's no way she made this up. Like this world <laughs> has to exist. And she somehow found it and was like, made a fortune off of it. But what I also love is that little kids from my brother when he was small and he couldn't really read on my own on his own. And my mom would read it to him. 
through to my grandfather's age and at 80, everyone can relate to these books somehow. And it's not just like a certain, it might, you might think, oh, it's for kids. It's not like even adults really enjoy that book. So I kind of like that. It kind of brings everybody together. Everyone can relate. And I just love books that bring, um, your imagination to life. You're so. such an artist, Sarah. I love it. <laughs> you really are. I love that. So go Harry you. Potter. And if you haven't read Harry Potter, I dare you pick it up <laughs> because there will be um, nights where it's 6 a.m. and you haven't put that book down because you're like, oh, my God, what's happening next? <laughs> so. um, I have to get into that. Um, I have two really quick, um, but I think I'm going to go with I'm going to go with Becoming Supernatural by Joe Dispenza. I love that book. I have it in audio. I have it on paperback because I love the feel of a book in my hands, but I also love to listen to him in traffic or just put him in my ear pods. So, you know, Dr. Joe Dispenza, very much like what April was talking about, it talks about the subconscious mind and the power of meditation and the power of creating your reality by living in the emotion of a future event. And I'm just fascinated with manifestation. I'm fascinated with that whole world. And I love this book. It's my favorite book. Um, I read it, listened to it countless times, but my second book that I have not finished reading in its entirety is A Course in Miracles. Mm -hmm. That to me is like the most human book that I could ever imagine reading and it's so complex and you have to really stop and meditate on what you're reading often throughout the book because it's so it just pierces right to your soul in a way that is like so visceral and and beautiful and it just it's a beautiful book if you don't if you're not familiar with it um a course in miracles and of course becoming supernatural by dr joe dispenza and in a way they kind of feed off of each other so those are mine i know you said one but i couldn't help it sorry I love reading. I've been into reading lately, like a lot, reading A New Earth. But anyways, good books. Pick up both of them. I have not read either of those suggestions. So thanks, guys. You haven't read Harry Potter? I've not even seen the movie. Oh, my. Okay, no. The books are better than the movie, but the movies are good. But mm-hmm. at least, at least just, are, it's a, it's a, such a fun read, but it honestly will get your imagination. It's just the way she writes is so descriptive that you're going to be like, there's no way that this world doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You'll see. Okay. Uh, well, thank you. This has been an episode of entertain her. And uh, I am Sarah. I'm Aaron. I'm Zulai. Thanks guys. We love you. See you next week. <laughs>